At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead here on VSN, the sports betting network. Follow along on Twitter. At Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R, or hit us all up on the network at VSIN Live. The Major League Baseball All Star Game is in the books. Congratulations once again. Nine straight wins now for the American League after a 3 2 win over the National League. Nine straight wins, 22 of the last 25 years, I believe it is now, for the American League to win. And. The game goes under for the 13th time in the last 16 seasons. If you listen to us here on this program last night, we loved the under eight in the game, and it came through with relative ease. I actually also played the hits plus runs plus errors prop uh, at under 25, and it wound up being a total of 19, as there were eight hits for the American League, five hits for the National League, a total of five runs, and one error by the American League. A total of 19 goes well under that total of 25. In fact, there was such a hitting drought from the National League in this game. It was quite bizarre. The National League recorded hits in four of their first five at-bats, and then followed that with an 0-for-20 stretch. They didn't get a hit from the second inning until the eighth inning. The 20 straight hitless at-bats is tied for the second longest streak in All-Star Game history. The National League did 22, that's the most, in 1990. This according to ESPN Stats and Information. Uh, in the first inning, uh, the game started with Clayton Kershaw on the mound in his home stadium. And he said he's going to throw it as hard as he can. First pitch. And Otani said, I'm going to swing at the first pitch. And what happened? He threw it fast, and Otani swung. Four-seam fastball, 90 miles per hour. That's BP for Otani. He had a single to center field. And then the dude's just kind of standing there at first. He doesn't even have his gloves on, you know, because they put the little mittens on to, to go run and stuff. And Kershaw picks him off first. So a runner on, a runner erased. 
He strikes out Aaron Judge, a walk of Rafael Devers, and then Vladdy Guerrero grounds uh, into a fielder's choice. That's the end of the top of the first inning. And then in the bottom of the first, on the second pitch from Shane McClanahan, Ronald Acuna Jr. doubles down the line. And then Mookie Betts singles in his home ballpark, drives in a run. Manny Machado grounds into a nifty double play turned by the uh, American League infield. And then Paul Goldschmidt with a home run. He is the first player to hit a first-inning home run in the All-Star game since Chris Bryant did it in 2016. Goldie joins Yadier Molina as the only Cardinals players to homer in the All-Star game over the last 40 years. 2-0 was the score as the National League led, but that lead did not last for long. In the top of the fourth inning with Tony Gonsolin, the Dodgers sensation on the mound, he gives up a single to Jose Ramirez. And then Giancarlo Stanton of the New York Yankees absolutely crushes a baseball 457 feet to left center. And the game was tied. The very next batter, Byron Buxton of the Twins, with a solo home run, and that was it. That was all the scoring, 3-2, to two, the final score as the American League picks up the victory. So, again, nine straight wins for the American League. The game does go under the total of eight, which means that we have had unders now in 13 of the last 16 All-Star games. And uh, the average runs coming into this game in the last 15 years was about 6.87. That average is certainly going to go down with just five runs scored in this game. Uh, I, books had eight, and I was like, well, I don't really, you know, how is this going um, to work out? How does a book keep an eight on the board? And I, I bet eight at Three different books, actually technically four different books, but three books, really, um, I hit the eight at. And then it drops down to seven and a half. And I still like the under at seven and a half. And I was wondering, would they hang a seven on the board? Do they dare put a six and a half? The number's just going to have to get lower and lower for these bookmakers because it's this trend is not going away. The All-Star game is going to continue to be an underfest with the way that pitchers are dominating. And, you know, maybe maybe the game goes over if they ban the shift and, and we'll see. I don't know. But the under continues to rule. So the American League beats the National League. They continue their dominance. Once again, 3-2. The final score, Giancarlo Stanton is the MVP for the two-run game-tying home run. Uh, if you took Stanton before uh, the 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 game started. I'm sure you got some really good odds on him to be the most valuable player. I sprinkled a little bit on Clayton Kershaw. Not going to lie. Put a little bit on Kershaw to be the MVP. 37 to 1 odds. By the time first pitch came around, it was down to 14 to 1. So people were betting this. But the reason why I bet it was because I thought maybe if he strikes out the side in the first inning and it's a low-scoring game, like a 2-1 game, or even 3-2 like it was. You know, I figured maybe they'd give it to him, a little sentimental uh, award. 
because the last three times that a pitcher has won the All-Star Game MVP, it was in their respective home ballparks. Pedro Martinez, the All-Star Game MVP at Fenway Park in 1999. Mariano Rivera, the MVP in his home ballpark of Yankee Stadium in 2008. And Shane Bieber, the MVP in his home ballpark of Progressive Field in Cleveland in 2018, 2019. So I felt, hey, Clayton Kershaw in his home stadium, maybe there's some, maybe there's a chance this could happen. I also thought about the possibility of betting the players that were going to be in the home run derby. The only reason why I didn't is because what were the odds that this game was going to be tied? And I think you'd probably get better odds on the game to be tied rather than betting on one of these guys to, to win in the home run derby because you don't know which guy's going to do it. So I, the, my thought process, though, as to why maybe I could have bet it was if the game were to be tied and it goes to this home run derby as the tiebreaker, the guy who wins the home run derby as the tiebreaker probably gets named the most valuable player. But the game was 3-2, no tie, no extra innings, and uh, now you have the American League winning and Giancarlo Stanton as your most valuable player. I'm going to continue our first half reviews Second half projections coming up here on tonight's program. Last night, we did both the Eastern Divisions, the NL East and the AL East. Tonight, we will do both Central Divisions, the AL Central and the NL Central, which I think are the two most intriguing divisions in all of Major League Baseball because those are the divisions that actually have the playoff races right now. The Yankees, 13 games up in the East, and the Astros nine games up on the West, that doesn't move the needle, but the Twins, Guardians, and White Sox all separated by three games in the AL Central. The East, yes, they have a race, obviously. The Mets are only two and a half games up on the Braves, but the Dodgers are 10 games up on the Padres, and the Brewers and Cardinals are separated by a half a game, so an intriguing race going on there. So we'll do both Central divisions tonight here on the program uh, talk about these teams, how they look compared to their preseason win totals, what their updated win totals are for the remainder of the season, and what are their fan graphs projections as well, taking a look at what they have them winning out at for the rest of this season. Coming up about eh, five, six minutes or so from now, Jason Weingarten will join me on the program, get an update on his futures bets and see if there's any new futures bets that he would place here as we are at the all-star break in Major League Baseball. So just so you know, there's no games coming up here on Wednesday. There will be uh, Thursday is where um, the games will actually begin, and only a few games on Thursday. Actually got a doubleheader on Thursday between the Yankees and the Astros from Houston. Uh, Rangers play the Marlins, Tigers at the A's for a doubleheader, and uh, the Giants and the Dodgers on Thursday night. So those are your games on the schedule on Thursday. And then on Friday, everyone else just resumes as normal. And then we move on for the second half of the season. So I hope everyone enjoyed the All-Star game. It was nice to see, you know, the, the, the ceremonies and stuff beforehand and Kershaw getting the nod, even though Sandy Alcantara goes out there in the second inning and just proves why he is the best pitcher on the planet. I thought having the players mic'd up was awesome. 
Uh, hearing from Alec Manoa as he strikes out the side in the second inning and uh, having John Smoltz actually try and call some pitches for him and then listen to them talk through the pitches and the plan going into an at-bat was kind of awesome to see, and Manoa just continues to impress. There's so many great young pitchers in Major League Baseball now, guys that I have just absolutely loved to back from a betting perspective. McClanahan, Alcantara, Manoa are definitely three of those pitchers that I love backing when it comes to my baseball play of the day. But coming up next, we'll get the latest from Jason Weingarten, host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, available on vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the segment of The Look Ahead is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I needed to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't ready yet. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining us now to continue the Major League Baseball conversation is our very own Jason Weingarten, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, available on vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. Jason, what was your uh, final assessment of what we saw here? All-Star festivities in Los Angeles, the Home Run Derby, and the All-Star game tonight. I thought the, uh, the home run derby, as usual, was one of the better events MLB puts on all season. And uh, the All Star Game, I didn't, I didn't get to watch most of it. I was, was actually on a train back to, to Long Island tonight, so uh, I only caught the ninth inning, and it seemed all right. <clears throat> Everyone on Twitter, you know, 
seemed seemed a good night all around. It's the only thing going on in sports. So that's it's amazing. More people are live tweeting the All Star Game than the World Series in Major League Baseball because it really is. It's the only event going on here this evening. Um, you know, now we had uh, the under come through once again. Thirteen out of the last sixteen All Star games have gone under. How low can they post this total to intrigue you or anybody to bet an over in one of these All-Star games? You know, I thought seven and a half was reasonable, and uh, I'd probably post seven and a half again next year. It's, uh, it's a lot of these things with the trends. It's, it's like, you know, it's not the same team every year. It doesn't, doesn't really matter what happened last year, but the, the AL winning every year at this point, I was thinking nine straight. That's a lot. Like that's, I don't, I don't know what the correlation is or anything, but, but I, I, I do find that interesting. It's 22 out of the last 25 years as well. Yeah. And it's like, there's been like 25 of 34. So I mean, just over every time scale, it's, it's unusually good. I, I'm starting to wonder what, what I got to, what do I got to look at there? <laughs> you uh, you were on the yes run first inning, which I loved because it faded every uh, body who took the square bet of the no run first inning. Was that your thought process in just fading the public here? Kinda. Um, it was just it, 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 the fading of the public always comes into play, but but truthfully, the the price is the most important thing. It was just a good price, you know. You getting plus 120 they were paying you to to take the risk and you know with the, the the top of both of the best lineups of both leagues coming up to start the game i thought that was just a pretty reasonable bet yeah your guy otani leads off with a single which he told the media i don't know if you were watching at that point but they interviewed him before the at bat and he said he was going to swing at the first pitch and uh yeah he, I, saw, I saw that yeah. I, I saw it on twitter yeah <laughs> He did swing at the first pitch, and he got a single. Uh, Juan Soto wins the home run derby uh, on Monday night. He is the one of the brightest young stars in all of Major League Baseball. And according to reports, he's going to be on the move before this trade deadline. Which team do you think, if he goes to, automatically gets a boost in their chances to win a World Series this year? Well, I think, you know, just based on what we saw, in the home run derby and what we've seen out of Juan Soto his whole career. And we know how good he is. The Dodgers shouldn't allow him to leave LA. Hmm. Like they, they should not allow him to get on a plane and leave tonight. And it's just, you know, but it's going to happen where he ends up. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily necessarily realistic to expect the nationals to trade him within their own division to the Mets. So I'm willing to to probably cross the Mets off the list here. You know, I, I just don't see that happening. The Dodgers, the Dodgers have the pieces to make it work. The uh, the the other two teams, I think that that have one has pieces, one doesn't, but one has a relationship. Is the the Mariners and the Rangers? The Mariners have the pieces to make the trade. The Rangers have the relationship with Scott Boris. They have. Uh, they just draft, drafted Kumar Rocker. They have Marcus Semien, Corey Seager. They've given Boris clients big deals. Texas is a no-tax state. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if they can get involved. Well, I'm looking at the odds right now from one of the offshore books. The Mets are the favorite. The Yankees are the second favorite. Then the Giants. Then Dodgers, Blue Jays, and Cardinals. Honestly, I'd be shocked if he goes to the Giants 
or the Blue Jays or the Cardinals. I don't know why they're this high on the list. A team that I think that is real, actually down here, I'm seeing 12 to 1 odds, is the Padres. I think the Padres are absolutely in play for Juan Soto, and I think it automatically elevates them to being one of the top contenders in the National League. Absolutely. I think the Padres, at least the Padres, think they have the pieces to get this deal done. I'm skeptical that there are very many teams that that can really offer an attractive package for, you know, one of the best young players in baseball. But if, if they're, you know, truly, you know, going to move him, and I'm sure there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes, he's probably not happy now going on, you know, a season and a half of continuing losing. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's such an interesting question. You know, and if he, if he does go to the Yankees though, like, do we even have to play the rest of the season? I don't, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> well, um, let me let me let me put you in. Uh, I guess it's is it AJ Preller still the uh, general manager of the Padres? Um, yeah. Let, let me let me put you in his shoes. I'm the Nationals, and I say you get Juan Soto. You have to take on Patrick Corbin's contract, and in return, I want a package that includes C.J. Abrams and Mackenzie Gore. Do you make the deal? Probably. Yeah. I mean, unless unless the you know, I, I gather the rest of my front office people and I say, are we, you know, are we, are, are we really not going to get one of the best players in baseball? Cause we're convinced Mackenzie Gore, or CJ Abrams are, you know, guaranteed perennial all-stars or we make, we're making this trade every day. And, you know, I've, I've talked about Patrick Corbin before uh, a lot of his, his numbers, you know, people think he's just totally toast. I don't know. I think a guy like him, maybe a change of scenery is, is all he needs to, you know, continue being an adequate starting pitcher for a while longer. As it stands right now with these Padres, are they a playoff team? Probably they're going to sneak in. You know, it's going to come down to like them or the Phillies. You know, who do you, who do you trust more late in the season? And I guess Bryce Harper is still coming back. So the Phillies, Phillies aren't necessarily drawing dead, but the, uh, the Padres, they just kind of have the unfortunate, you know, the, the fortunate reality of playing with the Dodgers. So they always, they're always going to be fighting for the wild card as long as Dodgers doing what they do. Yeah. 10 games back in the division. They're currently uh, two games up on Philly for the second wild card, but the Cardinals are there as well. Giants are a half game back. So uh, the wild card race in the national league is certainly going to be an exciting one at the end of the season. Uh, the two hottest teams going into the break were from the American league, the Baltimore Orioles and the Seattle Mariners. If you had to pick right now, does one of them make the playoffs? None of them make the playoffs? Both of them make the playoffs? Where are you on both of these young upstart teams? The uh, the Orioles are definitely ahead of schedule. You know, I, I I figured they they might might be good this year, but but really I was expecting them to be good next year. So you know, being five hundred at the break is a pretty good accomplishment for you know the team that the what they are now i think the mariners though are way more likely to make the playoffs they're uh they've looked really good i'm i'm kind of kind of impressed with uh julio rodriguez robbie ray you know nothing uh nothing bad to say about his last five six starts have all been lights out it's uh, a lot of things going right in seattle right now they're also they're a contender for juan soto you know it's amazing because 
They start out the season so poorly. Robbie Ray is not performing, and everyone that was so high on this team before the season started basically wrote them off, and then here they are with the 14-game winning streak going into the All-Star break, and now everyone's back on the Seattle Mariners bandwagon. So I'm curious to see how this team does perform in the second half. But speaking of second-half performances, hang with me through the break, Jason, because uh, I want to get into both the central divisions. I'm basically doing divisions every night, looking at the season win totals and the projections moving forward, looking at their adjusted win totals. So I want to get your thoughts on both the AL and the NL Central coming up next. He's Jason Weingarten, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, available on vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead on vcin, the sports betting network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network, joined by Jason Weingarten, host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, available on vsin.com slash podcasts. Follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. And Jason, today I was going to do the Central Divisions. Uh, so I want to start in the American League Central and talk about the First place, Minnesota Twins, uh, 50 and 44. Their preseason win total was 81 and a half. Their updated win total is 84 and a half. Do you think they go over or under their updated win total? You know, to, uh, to be honest, I don't think the Twins are that good of a team. I don't think they're going to win the, uh, the Central Division. So I'd uh, probably go under one wouldn't surprise me if uh, they fall out of first place sooner than later. So Fangraphs has them projected to win exactly 84 games, meaning that they would play 500 baseball the rest of the season, 34 and 34 to finish with those 85 wins. Uh, the team behind them is the Cleveland Guardians. Their preseason win total was sitting at 76 and a half. Their updated win total, 81 and a half. Your opinion on the Guardians? Uh, I think they are definitely live to win the division. The uh, The other thing to, to just go back to the Twins real quick is uh, they'll definitely listen to offers for Carlos Correa if mm. uh, they're, they're convinced he's not, not going to resign. I don't think he's going to resign with uh, Minnesota. It would absolutely not surprise me to see Carlos Correa change teams to a contender and you know everyone's everyone's going to be talking about Juan Soto but uh he's definitely a guy who can move the needle absolutely can move the needle for a playoff team uh I do think the Guardians are the the team I would bet on to uh to win the division and the White Sox 46 and 46 a disappointing first half uh their preseason win total 
was 91 and a half. Their adjusted win total, 85 and a half. So if you actually look at the win totals for the White Sox, Guardians, and Twins, the updated win total has the White Sox winning the division. Do the White Sox get to that 85 or that 86 win mark? Not so sure about that. I think uh, I think the Guardians are the best best team in the division, but uh, the White Sox—they were the early hype team this year, and they just haven't haven't fired yet. So being forty six and forty six at the break, you know, not the uh, best position to be in. But if you if you kind of think about it, you know, where we're at in the season, we're we're in the second half of the season. But it's you know to to kind of give it a, a golf analogy, it's it's Saturday morning of a, of a tournament. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's still plenty of time left. You know, the, the, the way things look now are not the, the necessarily the way things are going to look in six more weeks. Yeah. And uh Fangraphs has them projected 82 wins. So maybe an under on the adjusted total for the white Sox is the play there in the NL central. It's a two team race, the brewers and the Cardinals, which team do you think comes out on top? I'm on the Brewers. Haven't uh, haven't changed my opinion on them. I think the Cardinals are a a very good team. Uh, you know, Goldschmidt having an MVP level season and everything. But uh, Brewers got this. I think uh, I think they're 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 the worthy favorite here. So the preseason win total for the uh, Brewers was at eighty nine and a half. The Cardinals preseason win total was eighty four and a half. Adjusted win totals for both teams, the Cardinals 86.5, the Brewers 88.5. So the win totals would be aligned with your opinion of the Brewers winning the division. Uh, Does Milwaukee get get past that 88.5 win number? Going to be be real close, but yeah, I I, I can see them going about 90, so um, I'd probably go over there. Ooh, over there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cardinals projected 84 and 78. Brewers 87 and 75. So you like the Brewers to win the division and go over there. Um, let's talk about just the, in general, your maybe favorite updated win total bet. If you look at, let's talk about the Yankees. And this is a polarizing one 104.5. They do have a fan graphs projection right now of 104 exactly which would mean a 40-30 and 30 record in the second half of the season. Do the Yankees, Jason, win over 104 games? Or do you see them maybe at the end of the season, they have first place locked up, do they start to rest guys, set their rotation for the playoffs, maybe uh, play some of the September call-ups and uh, cruise at the end of the season, maybe not going for over 105 wins? I think recent history, if I'm not mistaken, and just uh, anecdotally in general, uh, baseball has shown us that you don't take the pedal off the gas late in the season. And, you know, resting guys, it's always fine to rest guys and give guys days off, but um, you don't want to go into the playoffs kind of with this mindset that you've been slacking for the last month of the season. So it really wouldn't surprise me to see the Yankees blow through that number in the second half, especially if they're in on a, 
a Juan Soto or a Correa or a, you know anybody. There's there's plenty of guys who are going to be available. Luis Castillo, you know, just just endless options. Teams are going to want to dump players this year, so um, definitely I, think they could blow through that number. Yeah, I think also they're not going to slow down because they want to get the the buy in the first round. Remember, we have a new playoff format, so the one and two seeds do get a buy. And it's not like they're going to be playing in a wild card game or 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 a wild card series as soon as the playoffs is over. So they're not worried about setting their rotation for you know because they're going to have some days off before they start their playoff series. So I don't think they're going to have to worry about resting guys or uh, start sitting pitchers to kind of make sure that they're rested and set their rotation. So I I, I think that they could actually go over the one hundred four mark. That is the highest current uh, adjusted win total here at 104.5. The Dodgers are at 103.5. The Dodgers, who are projected on fan graphs right now to finish with 101, do they go over the 103.5 mark? No, I don't think they're going to hit over 103. I mean, uh, they have less margin of error than uh, I would say the Yankees have. And Obviously, things can change with uh, you know trade deadline acquisitions, but uh, the Dodgers, as good as they are, they do still face stim- stiff competition more often than not. So, uh, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to see them stay under that number. On the uh, the other extreme edge, you know the A's have one of the lowest totals, and I would probably still go under there. I don't see any any reason why these players should come back from the all-star break motivated and excited. <laughs> you mean the you know, one what? player, <laughs> uh, or you mean any just, just, just in, the, mean, in the, just in the break. I thought you meant in the all-star game. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just mean like what, what excites you if you're a player to show up and play for Oakland every day, like, you know, you're already out of everything. There's, there's no pretense that you're trying to compete lowest payroll. You know, the Dodgers spend more money in a month. Then Oakland, you know, uses all season. I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to see that, but you know, stay way under their total. And it's probably what, like fifty eight or something right now. Fifty eight and a half. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's so low, but they're gonna have to crawl to that fifty eight number, especially if they trade Frankie Montas or any of their potential, you know, veterans that they sell off. It's just how do you how do you win when you're not trying like that? I would agree, and I think the Nationals also at 58.5 is an underplay because especially if they trade Juan Soto and Patrick Corbin, who's playing for this team? <laughs> How are they going to win yeah, 59 games? Yeah, they're, they're in a similar situation. They Without Juan Soto, you take them out of that lineup, they got nothing. Mm-hmm. Both of uh, them, by the way, on Fangraphs, projected to win 61 games, and I think that's being generous to both of those teams. That's, that's not including potential trades. Exactly. You know, guys leaving the roster. Yep. That is, that is exactly the point. Uh, Jason, appreciate the time and the conversation. Enjoy the uh, next day without baseball before we get ready for the second half to begin on Thursday. I'm very much looking forward to it, but only one day. Exactly. Back ready to go. Back ready to go, indeed. Thanks, Jason. There he is, Jason Weingarten, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, available vcnet.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. And follow Jason on Twitter at Spreadopedia. Great insights there. 
I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Shift gears away from baseball, get into a little football coming up next. Our very own Jonathan Von Tobel will join me coming up. This is The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network. VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams? BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome in now co host of The Edge here on the network Monday through Friday, as well as uh, our senior NBA insider, and I believe there is a new football show that's coming on the weekends. He is Jonathan Von Tobel. JVT, what's the Sunday show now? Um, ooh, there's a good chance I'm going to get the name wrong. Uh, the Football Betting Guide. Now nah, I got it right. Uh, Sundays, 3 to 5, and it sounds exactly like it sounds. I think we're going to be getting ready for the football season, both college and pro, until the season begins. And then, uh, you know, VEASAN tends to switch things up once the football season starts, so we'll see what the football season brings. So, at the very least, I'll be on... On Sundays, 3 to 5, until football season. Then who knows once football season begins. All right. Well, the football betting guide uh, will begin on Sunday. And uh, you are currently in the midst of preparing for our college football betting guide. What conference have you been breaking down? So I get the Mountain West every single year. I used to cover uh, the Mountain West and, you know, used to cover UNLV athletics as well, football and basketball, football thrilling. Uh, but no, I got the I got the Mountain West as you usually do, and I got to tell you, Scott, you know it's a it's an interesting league uh, with a very good team at the top, if I may say. Fresno State, uh, I believe, is the best team in this conference. And if you look around, a lot of the shops that hang odds for winning the conference title has Boise State as the favorite to do so. And as we know, futures books, right? You know, futures markets should say. Um, a lot of it's baked into liability, and Boise State is the recognizable name among all of the teams. Um, in that conference. But if you look at what Fresno State brings back, 15 guys coming back overall. 
Uh, Jay Kaner is arguably the, one of the best quarterbacks on the West Coast, not even just in this conference, respectively. He gets a vast majority of his production back in terms of wide receiver. Uh, that defense brings back seven guys from last year's unit that gave up 20 points. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, for those who don't know, they lose their head coach, Kalen DeBoer. He goes off to Washington, but they bring back Jeff Tedford, mm-hmm. who led this team from 17 to 19, and they won a Mountain West title and reached another conference title game with them. Uh, Fresno State's loaded up and ready to go. I think they're the best team in this conference, um, and I think actually Air Force is right behind them. I, I think the odds are a little skewed here when you look at it overall. So I, I think there's some real value in Fresno State to win this league at about plus 230 or better uh, if you can find it. I'd look out for those Bulldogs because they are a team that is battle-tested. If you remember last year, went to Oregon as a 20-point underdog, covered in a very competitive game, could have won that contest, and then two weeks later went to the Rose Bowl and won outright against then number 13 UCLA. So really experienced team. They have a quarterback, which is always something you like. And they should be favored, and they're not. So I think there's good value in this team in Fresno State. Uh, if you're looking for a, a dark horse team in this conference, is it as simple as just going with the next most talented quarterback in Logan Bonner and Utah State? Yeah, it could be. I don't really love what Utah State uh, brings back, and I think you can make an argument that while Utah State, obviously, winning the conference title and whatnot uh, a season ago and blowing out their opponent in the conference title game, uh, I think had, uh, we'll call it some good solid roles in their favor. I think if you're looking elsewhere, it's this Air Force team, as I mentioned. they got 15 guys coming back. Troy Calhoun, uh, in his 16th year here, always does a tremendous job with experienced rosters. They're coming off of 10 wins a season ago. And I don't believe it. For those who have followed the league a lot, uh, almost every single year, San Diego State will come out and say, hey, man, our offense is going to get more modern this year. (laughs) And yet every single year, it's, you know, power formation, just running the ball and barely throwing it. Uh, But the Aztecs, uh, to give them some credit, uh, their roster does look really solid on offense. They bring back a lot of production and uh, they bring in a, I guess we can call it, a sexy transfer, a quarterback uh, to maybe lead them into the uh, modern era, and that would be Braxton Burmeister. Um, and if that's you know, if you're buying into that, this is a really good team, specifically defensively, brings back a lot of production. So I might maybe go in that direction, uh, but I think I'd look at Air Force outside of Fresno State more than I would look at Utah State and or San Diego State. Locally, what do we expect here from the Rebels? You know, I, I'm really intrigued by UW because this is a relatively experienced team, and defensively, you know, if you look at what this team has been able to do. Specifically last year, like off the page, 32.8 points per game, 410 yards allowed per game, uh, and uh, just over six yards per play allowed is terrible. But it's actually a step forward for this UNLV team, which defensively has been atrocious for nearly a decade now. Uh, And especially like some really intriguing talent along the edge and up front. Uh, And remember, last year, this is actually a competitive ATS team, too. Uh, there were some multiple. There were multiple points at the end of last year, which this Rebel team showed up to play. They took on San Diego State as ten-point underdogs at home, ended up losing that game by eight points. Uh, one against Hawaii as a three-point home underdog. Went to New Mexico, beat up on the Lobos, twenty-one to seventeen. Down the stretch, this was a team that was covering some games and looking pretty competitive. To give Marcus Arroyo credit, I'm not sure if they're going over their win total. That's set at four and a half. But I will say they do have the makings of a team that I think can be pretty competitive. And you look at the way their conference schedule breaks down. I mean, you're talking about road game against Utah State, San Jose State, San Diego State, and Hawaii. Uh, Those are some spots in which they can be pretty competitive. And they get to host Nevada, Fresno State, Air Force, and New Mexico. It's a schedule that sets up for them to actually be pretty competitive this year. I think they win four, so just under their win total. But I'd be looking to play them from an ATS standpoint because I think they're going to be pretty competitive. Any interest in maybe backing Hawaii at home in some of these games, just considering how <laughs> difficult some of the travel is for, for some of these teams? 
yeah, you not not entirely, and obviously it depends once we get there, right? Uh, but Hawaii's been going through a lot uh, yep. off the field. That we know the last few years has been an exodus of transfers. Not a lot of guys wanted to play there for a while. Uh, they only have six returning starters this uh, coming this year, two coming back on defense. This is a really like big rebuild here for the Rainbow Warriors and Timmy Chang, who's there for his first year. Uh, I would want to stay away from that, but. It's your point, you know, once you get to the end of the year, right, and you're talking about, you know, Nevada, Wyoming, those are like some similarly power rated teams by the time we get to the league play uh, in the middle of October and beginning of November, uh, hosting UNLV, which uh, for those who don't know, is actually a really solid rivalry game and a spot for them. That could be a situation where, you know, maybe at home, if they're catching points at those spots, would be something worth backing. But at this point right now, I want to see this team and see what they're able to do. Because when you're talking about six returning starters, a team that's lost a lot of talent and a lot of people leaving the island, I think you want to see it before you start to look into investing in them in any way or, so, or shape or form, you know? Timmy Chang, one of the all-time great college football quarterbacks now at the helm of his alma mater. Uh, let's shift gears and get into the NFL. Uh, any futures bets that you have locked in already? Yeah, so there's a couple. Um, I'll go with the homer pick first, and I, I bet this uh, right in it, right to right after they got Matt Ryan. And there's I think a str- straggling few numbers here. I did bet the Colts at thirty to one to win the Super Bowl, and I just think when you look at Matt Ryan, uh, often we blame quarterbacks for everything, right? They get too much credit when they win. They get way too much uh, blame when they lose. Matt Ryan was really solid for a Falcons team that didn't have anything going for him last year outside of Cordero Patterson. Um, and when you're talking about an offensive line where across the board, there's going to be really solid production and pass blocking run blocking. We know is going to be a strength. This offense is not going to ask him to do that much. And defensively, Scott, I would really look out for Indy. Quiddy pay looks like a guy who's going to break out in a big way along the edge. Uh, we've know about DeForest Buckner. If pay kind of takes that step forward as I expect him to, and you're talking about Yannick and Gakway along here too, which could be a, a really solid cleanup sack artist. There's a lot to like about Indianapolis, who's got a new defensive scheme here. Uh, and on top of that, their offense, you would expect, is going to be a top half of the league, top 10 offense in terms of efficiency. Uh, there's a lot to like about Indianapolis. I think they're a division winner at the very least, mm-hmm. but I bet them a 30-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl because I think this is a team that's got some real value at a number like that. I like this squad a lot. Well, you mentioned division winner, and I think anytime you're looking for a Super Bowl futures bet or a conference title futures bet, you have to look at the division winners because if you win the division, you're a home playoff team. You have a possibility of getting a buy if you're a top seed. So I think that it is a good ch- place to look with the Colts, who I do think will win that division in the AFC South. Uh, anywhere else that you've looked so far? Yeah, so I got two. Uh, first off, you know, I, I, t- I said this to Matt uh, actually just today because you were talking about uh, the NFC West. So, so the San Francisco 49ers win total is set at 10. I think that's just a win total because Kyle Shanahan is just really freaking great in terms mm-hmm. of maximizing these rosters in this offense. But, I mean, the way I handicapped this for San Francisco, they're going into the year with Trey Lance, a very big unknown here at this point. And I don't know why we power rate the San Francisco 49ers so high. we got two starts and three games at a Trey I'm Lance. With you. I'm with you know you. what I mean? Like, it's crazy. And this isn't to say that Trey Lance can't be good. But to power rate the 49ers the way that we have up to this point, like, you know, so fringe, what are we talking about? Seventh best team in the NFL, the way that they're rating out. I just think 10 is really strong for a team with such a big question mark at quarterback. So I went under on the San Francisco 49ers. And I'll say quickly, uh, one of my biggest flaws is how much I really believe in numbers and like them a lot. 
and I, I say this all the time, if I were to remove all the names and logos from the Minnesota Vikings and presented their offense to you, I think everybody would love that team. But then when I tell you it's the Vikings and Kirk Cousins, you immediately recoil. But I think the Vikings got a lot going on, man. And I think that offense could be extremely, extremely good this year, especially when they start to buy into what they have in their passing attack. Uh, I think there's really something going on with Minnesota, especially when the Green Bay Packers, especially offense, offensively, look their most vulnerable. So took a shot at Minnesota to win the NFC North at about plus 270. So you want the, the free bet? We have 20 seconds left. And uh, okay. this is a bet. You go run and you, uh, you take out a loan and you bet it. The Vikings... Over three and a half division wins. Okay. All right. I like it, actually. They're gonna, yeah. They're going to sweep the lines and the Bears, and there's your four wins right there. Like it. <laughs> JVT, appreciate the time and the conversation as always. There he is, Jonathan Von Tobel. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead here on VSIN. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.